Live from New York, it's the show that is wishing Brew an early happy birthday. It's yeah. your birthday? I didn't know you guys were tomorrow. The tomorrow. big 6-0. Oh, stop. <laughs> I'm first nowhere first. near that. Just Today. so you know, audience, nowhere near it. I am. Big Show's Hail Mary lands untouched. How convincing How was this Bills win? We have a whole segment. Hold on. <laughs> Meanwhile, LeBron blasts past his minutes restriction. Lakers win. AD shows up. But was this win actually a bad sign Uh-oh. for the Lake Show? And Uh-oh. finally, the segment's so hot that my grandmother rubs it on her aching joints and says, ooh, that hits the spot. It's upset alert. <laughs> Alongside Chris Broussard, I'm Kevin Wilds. Yeah. Nick, is there any chance that the Chiefs could be on upset alert? No. Were they playing the Broncos? They haven't beaten the Broncos since you were at Oberlin. Uh, you went to Oberlin. You <laughs> yeah. didn't. My bad. The <laughs> Broncos <laughs> haven't beaten them. Yeah, exactly. Give me a break. No. Didn't score 20 points last no. time. No. I dare you to put him on upset It was a tough one. I dare you to put him on upset alert. We start with Very Buffalo tough. back on track, question mark. Uh, Bills move to 5-3. and three. Josh Allen does a little bit of everything. Threw for 324. Had two touchdowns. Also ran one in on a fake that old fake pass the line scrimmage. Yeah, Smellers, he's not going to throw it. Yeah, it's hard to <laughs> realize that. It's like, I'm going to throw ten it. Years past, ten uh, years here past he is post-game. Just trying to go 1-0 each week. Um, it's no difference in, you know, about halfway through the season. Everything that we want is still in front of us. So, um, again, you don't, you know, you wish you were 8-0 at this point. You wish you were 7-1. You wish you were 6-2. And that's the reality of it is we're 5-3. But we're going to continue to take it one one game at a time, and we got Sunday night next week against a really good Bengals team, so we got to be ready for them. Yeah. I like wishing you were six and two. <laughs> uh, more or less faith in the Bills after last night? A little less. Less? A little less. Oh, I thought you were going to say a little more. No, a little less. Josh was excellent, by the way. Not surprising. He has those games. You know, you don't know which type of game you're going to get, but him being excellent should never be a surprise, just like the type of game he had a few weeks ago shouldn't be a surprise at this point. But I am coming around to one of Brew's opinions, at least an adjacent property of Brew's opinion. This is a poorly coached team. Huh? And I, it was insane that Tampa Bay had a pass to win the game. Now, again, it's not a typical, it's not like the Giants who had a pass to win the game from the one yard line. Right, it was right, a right, Hail right. Mary. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But the fact that they could not. Salt this game away, put Tampa away, and when I say poorly coached, I mean you have a third and goal from inside the one, you come away with zero points early in the game. Late in the game, you allow Tampa that can't run the ball, can it has a banged up offensive line, a middling, and I know we will argue about it, quarterback. I believe middling. Brew believes somewhere middling seven degrees below south middling. Of middling. South middling. of middling. He's like the big yeah. baker. Yeah, I am. Yeah. yeah, I think they have a league average quarterback. I think they have a league for average that quarterback. Was a w for me, and for they allow a 17 play, 92 yard drive. That includes the Bucks converting a first and 20, mm-hmm. a fourth and 10, a fourth and eight. And a fourth and ten for a touchdown. Any of those would have ended the game. And then you get the ball and you need two first downs and you can't get that. I don't know, Brew, how you can watch this if you're a Bills fan. And believe it or not, I do have some Bills fans in my life that I'm close to that I text with. They weren't thrilled with that outcome. My buddy Brent Hanks from Poker Go is oh. one of the biggest Bills fans okay, in the I world. Do believe it. I'm sorry. Um, He's, he wasn't. Th- he was happy they escaped with a win, right, 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 right. but you do feel like there's something amiss with this team, and it's to me a month now, a month of mediocre football they've played. That to me doesn't feel like a Super Bowl team. Well, my take quickly on the coaching, since you brought it up, Sean McDermott has obviously done a good job with this team, right? They were In they totality. weren't very good at all, yes. but he br- made them a perennial playoff contender. Great. Some coaches, that's what they do. Yep. They can't get you over the hump. Mm. I think it's becoming clear. Like, if this season ends as we all think it will with the playoff loss, then I think that's why I was so upset that they gave him the extension. It's not like he's not a good coach. He'll probably get a job somewhere else eventually, if not right away. But they need a new face to get them over the hump. So I'm with you there. Now, I'm going to say this. This might sound like I'm contradicting myself. I'm not saying they're going to win the AFC. You know I don't believe that. I'm going to give them a little more faith. A little more faith. And it's solely based on Josh Allen. All right? 
We saw, and I get it, Nick, you're right, seeing him have a great game, that's not unusual, right? Especially after a poor game or two. But he talked all week about, I got to think less. I I really understand that. Like, I think he felt like he was out there, like, don't make a mistake. Oh, slide. Don't run here. Try to stay in the pocket. Like, it's all that's going through his head instead of just reacting. And, they and did, I thought last said, night. They went to some more no huddle early. Yeah, they did yeah, they, Coach they, they credit the coach, right, because they yep. did do the hurry up early. But he was out there just being himself. Yep. All right, I like that he ran more. He ran as much as he has all season, seven times, 41 yards, which is close to a season high. Uh, obviously, he had the touchdown run. He spread the wealth. He wasn't just looking for digs. That's what looks Gabe the best. Davis, yeah, nine catches, career Gabe high. Yeah. Dalton Kincaid gets his first touchdown mm-hmm. yeah. uh, reception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to go to him, he had like eight catches coming yeah. into this uh, game, and he had six last night. Yep. Uh, Shahir, Shazir. So, I, I like that, and I think the Bills, even you heard McDermott after the game saying, look, I've told Josh to slide. He knows it. I'm not going to say it anymore. He knows how to slide, right? He's got to do it. I think they're saying, we understand. We just got to let Josh be Josh. And there's going to be some bad. There's going to be some bad plays. Mm -hmm. But we just hope the great outweighs the poor. All right, there's two things I'm worried about. First, this defense is not the defense we saw earlier in the year. If I was a Bills fan, which I'm not. But if I was a Bills fan, this is what I would be worried about. Got injured. We know Matt Milano's not there, and the record when Matt Milano is not there is nowhere near as good as it is when Matt Milano is making impact plays. The other thing I'm worried about, and I know he didn't hasn't missed a snap, but my quarterback can only go into the blue tent so many times until I start to get worried. After the Giants game, he got x-rays. It's all good. The Patriots game, he was asked about it because they lost. No, we're good to go. And then this, his shoulder got hurt. He's back in the blue tent. There's another Allen warming up. Yeah. Did, did, again, didn't miss a snap. But I think it's something to worry about. So, it's something to keep an eye on. Well, especially because running but, around, I think, is well, on the verge miss, of foolish. Last year, he didn't miss games. He's tough. And yet, Bills fans you know, were telling me all summer I was too hard on him because he was clearly hurt at the end of the year is what they were saying with the elbow and that's why the play fell off. So there is a level of, and I think Brew's right, he's not going to change. Not at the, You know what I mean? Not at this age and not when he still is this physically imposing. And I think in the, it is a weird thing because to win any individual game, you don't want him to change his running style. Right. But to make it through a season, to have him have the length of the career that all of us hope he has, whether you're a Bills fan or not, we did. There is a yeah. reason the Cam Newton comparisons can be complimentary because that guy was he a league MVP. Than Cam, no, of but course. But I'm saying now the right. Cam comparisons can be a good thing because once upon a time Cam was a great player, right. but they also can be a cautionary tale because Cam's career ended far earlier than we would have liked. Mm-hmm. But I think they've realized look, the cautious, hesitant, Josh, pedestrian Josh, we're not going to be a great team that way. Correct. Yeah. And, and so and by, let's just let him be himself. No, it feels like and they're hope, playing and with I fire, didn't though. Think, and I, guys, they, they are, but and, that's their only And I don't know, choice. Hubs, if we can, if we can show their schedule. This was an important win, but they, they've got two games left against teams that you would say are gimme games. The Broncos game and the Patriots game, and the Patriots beat them. I understand, but I don't think the Patriots are going to sweep them. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think they're. We did beat them. I I understand you (laughs) did beat them, and that was good. But I and so the Jets game. No, that's that's the why isn't the Jets game a gimme game? Jets beat them. What? Jets should. Yeah, but the be. Jets are better than the Patriots. I'm sorry. Listen, all right, I'm but they played head to head and won. I'm not trying to argue about the Patriots. Well, I'm just saying the, the styles make fights like you say. The one Patriots one. beat the Jets. I. The point I'm trying to make is they don't have a it's lot of schedule. soft parts of their schedule where it's like, oh, okay, we can pile up a bunch of wins. So that was an important win. Yeah. But I just I thought they should have been taking knees. Uh, or de facto knees, essentially, for the final seven minutes of that game. Mm-hmm. And instead, as we're talked about, it came down to the weirdest Hail Mary ever. Now they've got this long, like extra rest. Got yeah. Cincinnati next week after 49ers, so yeah. they shouldn't win that game. Meanwhile, Big Show had them in the game to the very last second with a Hail Mary that landed untouched in the end zone through two touchdowns on the night. Here's the Big Show on the three and four bucks. Yeah, I mean, losing three in a row sucks. There, there's no way around that. Um, it, it's just a, it's a feeling. So, um, but we, we showed fight tonight. Uh, that's that's the one thing that um, 
you know, we can hang our hats on. I'll tell you this. Uh, all right. So we've got one Baker believer on the show, mm-hmm. one Baker non-believer. And in the meeting, the Baker believer said he could convince the non-believer I, to come around. So here's the thing, Brew. He can't. I, <laughs> Brew, I'm... Just I'm, going open. To, I'm open. Just I'm, I'm just going to say, yeah. I'm open. And I'm not, yeah. I, uh, I'm came out before the show and asked me if I wanted these, and I said, no, you know why? <laughs> these are patronizing. The, you know what I've started to realize? Respectful. You don't I think don't I think, knew that? I don't think the olive <laughs> branches are them. always offered sincerely. <laughs> so I want to put them away. I am just going to appeal to not only your integrity, but what you respect in athletes and people. <laughs> Baker Mayfield... Plays through injury. In fact, one could argue that his decision to play through injury in Cleveland cost him millions of dollars and set his career on this wayward path. And the only person applauding him and encouraging him to do it was you. Baker Mayfield is a universally regarded great teammate. Baker Mayfield, I understand Odell's dad didn't like him, but Baker Mayfield with the Rams, even with the Panthers where he was bad, and certainly here in Tampa, people have sung his praises as a teammate. And Baker Mayfield has, what does Bruce say all the time? When it comes to quarterbacks, yes, measurables are important, but I like intangibles. I like the ability to rally teammates and guys who fight. And there was a moment last night when Baker Mayfield had every reason to give up the fight. They are down 14 points here. He is wrapped up six times and just keeps fighting when he has no chance. And guess what ends up happening? He, because of the fight, draws a flag, and all of a sudden, 20 real-time minutes later, they have a pass to win the game because he didn't give up. You should like him. I'm not asking you to put him in the Hall of Fame or the Pro Bowl. He is, if he were from Ohio, he could be your cousin. He is your type of guy. So just say you like Baker. You don't have to like me. You don't have to agree with me. And it's not a knock on your guy, Kyle Trask. You like Baker. You want to like Baker. Here's the thing. I don't dislike Baker. Okay, we're halfway there. I, the progressive commercials were a smash as far as I was concerned. I thought they were good. I mean, I, yeah. I really like Baker. This is what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. And it's similar to the whole Jimmy G thing, uh-huh. right? I was never Jimmy G's a Hall of Famer. Well, Jimmy G's my guy. I mean, you, but you I, I'm fair. Well, you, I'm fair. I'm accurate. I'm on point. And so (laughs) Nick went overboard in crushing Jimmy G. There's a hundred guys walking around that could do what he's doing. He's in Kyle Shanahan's office. You you went so far to say Jimmy G is garbage. Maybe that that far. And so I'm just coming in saying, no, this guy's won 70% of his games, as the graphic says. This guy took him to the Super Bowl. This guy took him to the NFC title game. So my point was I came off looking like, wow, he really really reps and capes for Jimmy G. But I was actually being fair. Same thing with Baker. Okay. You go overboard like Baker's all that. Uh, Even in this little segment, what the best Hail Mary ever thrown. No. Even in that little highlight, he got hit by six guys. It was like two. I'm I'm just saying, the little exaggerations, again, I live in fairness. (laughs) I dwell in fairness. And so I'm just sitting there saying, well, no. Right. Baker really isn't that good. But is he? He's south of Midland. Okay, but so, so let me ask you this, and I'm not uh, the, the just so we can have kind of a reference point. I'll Go give ahead. you this quickly. Yeah, because you're right. I love that he played through the injuries, and you guys were against that when he was in Cleveland. And I, I gotta say this because situations do matter. If he had stayed in Cleveland, they hadn't gone after Deshaun Watson. They would obviously be better. Yes. And he his career would look a lot different to yeah. us because that's a good team and he'd be 100%. quarterback. So I will give you that. Can I just ask this? It, it, okay. I think we have in our mind's eye that there are more no doubt good quarterbacks than they are. Because I right, tried to, I tried to list ridiculous. it out today. And even at the most skeptical, if I put him behind Derek Carr and Kenny Pickett, he comes in 17th 
amongst quarterbacks. Like, show, if we may, I'm not using my pyramid as gospel, but just so we know who all the quarterbacks are. On the rows above him, there are 15 guys. One of them's a college kid. So there's 14 people above him. Put Purdy, Carr, and Pickett ahead of him. That well, him. I would put Russ. Okay, Russell, so then, so so the, okay, so if so, what you're saying is there's well, 17 or 18. There's 32 teams in the league. That is the definition of an average quarterback. He is a, an average starter, and that's he is a guy who will be a starter in this league for years to come. Well, I'm not so this, sure about that. But I mean, this it, maybe. But this, I, he he wasn't a starter last year toward the end of the season. Yes. And but like this, this level like, of play, like last night he played fine. He's been solid he's this been year. Sol- he has definitely okay, been solid. That's all I want. But I I'm just saying, look, if they keep losing, here's the deal. Yeah. And you, you will admit this, Nick. If Baker Mayfield's your quarterback, you're looking for the next yes, guy. Of course. And if they keep losing, then they're going to say, we drafted him in the second round. Oh my God, Let's Kyle see if Trask Kyle Trask is, is the – they're going to throw him in there. The, it wasn't are, week eight. If they're, like, if they're eliminated, it, I agree. But I think because of the division they're in, you think they'll right. definitely wait that long? Also, I, for the record, I didn't say it was the best Hail Mary. I called it the weirdest Hail Mary. I've never – have you ever seen a Hail Mary brew? Dusty, get this. That thing. nobody touches – that, that it, was a, it was That's an right. And he threw it almost as far I mean, as he if, used to throw the ball in high school, bro. <laughs> that was 65 yards on the fly. That's why it's the best. That's Hail Mary of all time. Take that, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, head to the NBA, where LeBron's minutes restriction lasted uh, one game. LeBron played every minute of the fourth quarter, and AD outscored the entire Suns team down the stretch. Here's LeBron on the criticism of Anthony Davis. We don't give a about criticism about AD. We don't care. Nothing bothers us, nothing. We don't, AD doesn't care. I don't know if guys have figured that out. AD does not care. He, he's not on social media, so he doesn't see none of the crap. He rarely talks, unless it's us. So we don't, we don't give a about it, and he definitely doesn't. Just go out and do his job, and we happen to have AD. Okay. I mixed emotions about that quote. How about you? Because I kind of wish he cared, because, it, look, they're, guys are different temperaments. Some guys could not, cannot look at the criticism and perform up to their ability. So maybe he's maybe knows, like, I don't even need to see this stuff happen in my head. Other guys would be motivated by it. Because all we're saying, anyone that criticizes AD, all they're saying is, dude, you can be even better than you already are, and you're a Hall of Fame player. And so it's the criticism is coming out of belief in his ability. But I, look, Charles Barkley said it last night. Eddie House, we spoke with him on our couple last night radio show. He, they said, look, Fox well, you are what you are at a certain point. Yes. And it's kind of that's what I said the other day after his first game. Like, we got to accept AD's going to bring it some nights and it's going to look cr- incredible. Other nights he's not. But let me – I know we want to talk about should Lakers fans be encouraged or discouraged yeah. after last, last night. Discouraged. I mean, it should not have taken a Herculean effort, credit to LeBron, for a a fantastic game in the fourth quarter, especially scored 10 points. And even AD had 13 in the fourth quarter. It shouldn't take all that to beat the Phoenix Suns without Bradley Beal and Devin Booker. All right, so I – and in game two, LeBron has to break his 30-minute restriction. (laughs) Like, and LeBron has a quote. He said, look, tonight called for it. And I credit him for going through it. But you know what? At this pace, about 75 of their games are going to call for it. Barkley said that after. He's right. If you need it against the Suns without Booker and Beal, who do you not need it But what do you want him to do? They're fortunate that Durant ran out of gas. Because Durant was doing it all by yeah. himself. Too many I mean, the, some of the role players stepped up. No, he had to do everything by himself. Well, it's Devin and Booker's he, toe. <laughs> I'm just saying, they, they, got, they got fortunate. Uh, no, that's my question. Do you think that this was, you had a plan for one day? LeBron seemed to be all in on the plan in the post. You don't think so? No, he said, because he said, that's the plan, I guess. LeBron, I thought he said, that's the plan. I think, they'll try to, I think they'll try to institute this. Yeah, all right, when listen, they can't, he'll the play, Lakers, can't. He'll play as normal. The Lakers have played 96 minutes this year. In the 32 minutes LeBron has been on the bench, they've been outscored by 36 points. In the 64 minutes he has played, they have outscored the opponent by 29 points. Right now, they can't sustain without him, which just makes them like almost every team he's ever played on, except for the Heatles. You know what I mean? At the at their we apex. Did this last I, year, though. of course, we did it, it last the same year. Stats. No, I, I I understand. I'm it, I'm just I'm just giving you the facts. No, I'm no not, it's just frustrating. If I may, just quickly on the Anthony Davis thing, 
I wonder, and I don't know AD at all, at all. I've never spoken with him. So it is just pure speculation. I wonder if the member when Barkley was calling him street clothes and then he played a playoff game with a ripped up groin, was hobbling around yep. for six minutes, and then they went to the bench. I wonder if that was the moment he was like, I got to just tune out to all this. Oh. I, it literally, the commentary literally got me to play a game that hurt my team's chances and hurt myself mm-hmm. in an elimination game because I was sick of being called street clothes. And that would, to me, make sense if from that moment forward he's like, you know what, not following any of it. Um, as far as what the Lakers are going to do, they're going to rely on their best player. And LeBron, and this is, and I know at some point people, like, the, there is people think that this can be trite or overplayed. Kevin O'Connor, you say, you know, don't take LeBron James for granted. I was watching last night, and he's the oldest guy in the league. He's 500 minutes short of Kareem's record for most minutes ever. And who had the most juice in the tank in the final four minutes of that game? LeBron James. LeBron James at damn near 39 years old. It's not just that he got the winning buckets. They're hard buckets. I'm going to drive past my guy. I'm going to go to the basket. Yeah. And so there is a level of, it is, if you if you have a guy, Brew, on your team who can, you're going it, to, no coach has the self-control to have the 100-game view. Well, but the thing is, the- he's not, see, he, I think when he plays, he needs to play point. He can coast and pace himself as the point guard, getting the team in the offense. Because what's clear, when LeBron is not on the ball and he's floating out by the three-point line, he's not involved. And he's just like – and no one on that team, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, I need to see a little more from him. They they don't know how to get him involved. All right? So that's why when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, he's not doing much. If you look at how many of his buckets have been like just what we watch, whether it's in the half court, him just taking it, going to the basket, or getting a rebound and going full court, most of them have been that way because nobody can set LeBron up. So he's the only guy on that team that can set teammates up and get them easy buckets. That's what he needs to do for the 30 minutes he's out there. And if they do it well enough, maybe he won't have to go more than 30 minutes. I mean, I – I understand that he needs to play, and that's why I said, and I'm not joking, that the Nuggets game was a must-win because they had a plan. And I think LeBron's looking at it like, I know we had a plan and I agreed to it, but it's game two. I have to throw the plan in the garbage because we have to win this game. I'm not going to start last year, this year, like I started last year. And to your point... It works until it doesn't. It works until he gets hurt. And then That's it's right. going to be like, oh. Well, you do, but you do have to try to I, – I don't think you can just throw it to the wind right now. I agree. you got to try. you got to try. And I think and they were smart And then when he misses night, two weeks, what's yeah. going to happen? Well, it's tough. And, and they then, go one And by first. the way, it was they already made the adjustment. D'Lo was not in that closing group. Right. LeBron was playing point in that closing group in the final five minutes. Okay. Uh, coming up next, World Series preview. Right here on FS1 and the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. The greatest of all time, Joneses. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. This is where this thing was headed all along. It is absolutely the greatest thing in the world. Bombs away. Gone! Adonis Garcia owning October. The Rangers have won the pennant at the wall and gone. The 2023 Arizona Diamondbacks are headed to the World Series. 
World Series Game 1 tonight. Coverage starts at 7 o'clock with this guy, Alex Rodriguez, who's joining us now. Alex, thank you for making some time for us. I want to jump right in and talk about my guy, Corbin Carroll. He's going to win Rookie of the Year. Had a great regular season, stole a bunch of bases, had a slow start to the NLCS, then all of a sudden came alive in Game 7. I think he's a star. Do you think there, there's a chance he can become a superstar in the World Series? Well, listen, this is the month in October uh, where you can create your legend, right? And uh, so far, so good for him. I know he's from the Pacific Northwest where I started my career. But these are the kind of players that really shine in October because it's so easy to overlook players like that. And for the Rangers, the trap is so easy to overlook a team like the Diamondbacks, which is uh, dangerous. Alex, if there's anyone that wished there was no delay between the ALCS and the World Series, it'd be Adolis Garcia. He had one of the greatest championship series ever. He, you know, he's two-time All-Star, but the world really got to know him, I think, over the last couple weeks, and the numbers are unbelievable. Do you think he can, can maybe not stay this hot, but can continue on the momentum that he built over these last 10 days? I think so. And look, it's interesting when you think about Garcia – Three of the last four ALCS MVPs have been Cuban, right? You have Rosarena, Alvarez, and Garcia. And Garcia, ironically enough, is the godfather to Rosarena's daughter. So they're very close. <laughs> and it's been a Cuban showcase. But the, 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 the series was kind of sleepwalking a little bit. And then in game five, you have a huge, he gets hit, the huge fight. And all of a sudden, things lit up. And the last three games were just as good as they get, and he's as hot as I've seen anyone this time of the year. Alex, Texas, they've been 1-3 uh, uh, at Globe Life Field this postseason. Didn't win a game there all ACLS, ACL, ALCS, and now, of course, they're at home tonight. How do, you, how do you explain them struggling so much at home, and do you think they turn it around tonight? I, I do. I think they turn it around tonight. I think you have to almost take that series – um, Chris, between the Rangers and the Astros is an anomaly. In many ways, is a, is, a, is a home game for the Astros as well as the home state. Uh, they can drive there. Um, they got the weather, very similar ballparks. And they, the Astros can actually see the ball much better in other parks besides Minute Maid Park at home. And that's why they struggle so much offensively. But I think they'll get their mojo back at home today. And don't forget, when the Rangers go to play the Diamondbacks, it's a little bit of a hybrid home game, too, because their spring training is in Arizona, Sunrise, Arizona. And if guys need to get extra work in the morning or rehab or anything, they have their home field advantage there on spring training. So it should be a very interesting thing. I think the one difference is home field will matter more in this series than the last one. Uh, Alex, I'm going to play you a piece of sound. It's your own sound. Uh, Avaldi's on the mound. He's 4-0. And he's actually called on some advice that you gave him years ago. I'm going to play the sound, and then can you expand on it a little bit? Take a listen. I love what you did with both at-bats. You went to the fastball up, change eye eyes. level, Poppy. Yes. We've been talking about that. Yeah. Then the curveball, and then the split to Altuve ball game. You were the one who got me on that back in 15. <laughs> He's like, you got to use that high fastball. You can't just keep the eye side down. And, I mean, it's been a game changer. So can you explain <laughs> that to me a little more? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. You know, one of the great pitchers that, that gave me a lot of trouble was Kurt Schilling. And the reason why was because he was a north and south guy. He threw the fastball 98 up top like that. And then he threw the split, and, and it would be very difficult. And I thought Evaldi had that same ability because he had 98-plus, and he also had a really good split. And instead of throwing east and west, which makes it a lot easier for a hitter, hmm. when you go north and south, um, that's exactly what he's been able to master, and hmm. he's quickly becoming one of the greats of October. So one fact about Evaldi, uh, he's from Alvin, Texas, just like his hometown hero, Nolan Ryan. And in my 25 years of professional baseball, he's the best arm and the best work ethic that I've ever been around. And wow. just a wow. great guy. Wow. Uh, hold on. Well, I've got a question about the Rangers in general, but can we stay on Evaldi just for a moment? When you say he's the best arm in mm -hmm. your whole baseball career, what, what for someone that doesn't totally understand what goes into that other than he can throw the ball really hard, what does that mean and how, why are you saying that about him? Yeah, I mean, just pure arm strength. I mean, he is a lot like Nolan Ryan. Again, he came up studying him, uh, his work ethic. He's got great strong legs, very dynamic. 
But he's the kind of guy, uh, Nick, that when he throws the ball, he can take a ball from home plate and throw it right over the center field wall with ease. And, you know, one out of ten pitchers can probably do that. So is the ease the way he throws? It's almost like think about Dan Marino. He had that quick release and the ball just gets there. John Elway's another one. This guy throws an easy fastball, and the last two feet, they have extra hairs. Like, they pick up, uh, wow. and they get a fit here. He's phenomenal. Hmm. All right. Well, that, that's unbelievable. That's great insight. So, obviously, you spent three years of your career with the Rangers, won an MVP there, hit a little over 150 home runs in those three years. You know the fans. You know the city, the Metroplex. What would a cha- – they've come close, but what would a championship, in your opinion, mean to this organization? Well, it'd be very disruptive to this market. I mean, this market is all football all the time. Uh, but for the last two weeks, it's been all baseball. And here we have another week or so uh, to talk baseball. We sit right in the shadows of AT&T, one of the greatest you know, stadiums that Jerry Jones built. And they have their own new building. So for them, think about it. In 2011, twice, they were just one strike away from bringing their first title uh, to Arlington. And now they get a second crack at it. I think if they able to finish this, uh, because of the shortfall of the Nelson Cruz and one strike away, it'll make it that much sweeter. Okay. And I think it will put some extra pressure on the Cowboys as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need any more pressure. We, we put enough of them up here. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. I don't know anything about football. I shouldn't talk football. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, the Diamondbacks, three straight losing seasons coming into this year. Now, of course, on the verge of maybe winning a World Series. How did they go from being a 50-win team to where they're at now? Yeah, I think is is coaching, is momentum, uh, is energy. But, you know, Chris, if you can remember the 1985 Cardinals. And, and Nick, you're Kansas City Royals. It's a different style of play, right? And and because, uh, you know, sabermetrics and analytics and big data is suggesting that strikeouts don't matter and, and stolen base don't matter and all these other nuances that I don't agree with, uh, they don't do it offensively, but defensively, they're not equipped to guard against stolen bases and bunting and small ball. So, I mean, you look at the Phillies with all their powerhouse. One of the reasons they didn't advance to the World Series is because the great Trey Turner couldn't get the runner over to third for Bryce Harper coming up, who then hit a fly ball. And that would have been the tie and run. So I understand that in the big season, it doesn't matter. But if you don't prep to win a championship, when those little time comes, you're going to be uh, out of balance. And the Diamondbacks are going to put an extraordinary amount of ta- uh, pressure on this Ranger defense. And they have to keep runners on. They have to cover the bunt. And they have to be able to field because they're going to put the ball in play. Okay, that was just absolutely wonderful, Alex. Thank you so much for making great. some time for us. Really appreciate it. I'll give my prediction. Diamondbacks in six. Oh, Alex's wow. prediction's <laughs> coming up. We're not going to ask him. Tune in at 7 o'clock. Free game. Uh, have a great World Series, Alex. Coverage starts 7 o'clock on Fox. We'll be right back. That was great. That was excellent. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF. Bengals in San Francisco. This is current video of your guy Brock Purdy, bro. He practiced. Uh, return is still up in the air uh, as 49ers try to bounce back from back-to-back losses. The Bengals, meanwhile, are coming off a bye where they have traditionally 
flipped the switch the last two years. Here's the numbers. Pretty good. So, Brew, we'll start with you. Who needs a win more, Cincinnati or San Francisco? Well, look, in, in your strange world of must wins. Double must win? Yeah, well, they, they both, according Double to Wilds, absolutely. Because a must win really isn't a must win. It's a very important game. All right? It's a very important game for both teams, but who needs it more? They both need it, but Cincinnati. And I'll be surprised if you guys disagree. I, I get the San Francisco. What happens if they don't straight. win? Cincinnati? Yeah. If they don't win, it, they'll have a tougher road to the playoffs. <laughs> San Francisco, they don't win. They're, they're, they're still in, obviously. Exactly. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like, look, San Francisco has the built-in excuse already of Brock Purdy, our quarterback, is out. Our quarterback, who, by the way, was the MVP of the league after five weeks. Okay. That's just the truth. He's out, right? Okay. Yeah. Debo well, Samuel might not be is out, out, by the right. way. We should say. That, and he that could, could change things. Yeah. But right now, it looks like you'll be yeah. out. Debo Samuel, out. All right. So, and then Cincinnati on the flip side, they don't have excuses. They've actually got reasons you should play well and That's win right. because they got the bye week. Your quarterback's feeling better than he He said himself. He's 100%. He's probably overstating it, but he's clearly feeling the best he has all year. And, Nick, they are in – Cincinnati is in the far tougher division. They, they're in the far tougher conference, mm-hmm. all right? So, a loss for them – They need Not it. that they have the worst record. They're yeah. two. They're three and three. If they lose, they're already in the bottom of their division. It's going to be tougher for them to and, make the playoffs if they lose. Where San Francisco, nobody will still say – you know, they're not going to make the playoffs if they lose. And the trio of Kirk Cousins, Jordan Addison, K.J. Osborne just cooked up this defense. That's a great point. Hey, it's Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins. Like, so, and again, I think the Niners defense will play better than it did against right. Minnesota. But that is what we just saw. But it is unequivocally Cincinnati. The Niners can lose this game and be okay. Hey, three straight losses is a bad look for anybody, but like you said, because of the because we don't know if Seattle's even going to win right. this week. Like they've got more margin for error. But I just want to level set to what Vegas thinks of the Bengals right now, like to show let America realize how desperate they are right now. The Cincinnati Bengals have worse AFC and Super Bowl odds than the Cleveland Browns, who don't have a quarterback. They have worse division odds than the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Browns, and obviously the Ravens. They have, they right now, according to Vegas, 60% chance to miss the playoffs, the exact wow. same as the Minnesota Vikings. Well, the Vikings Their win total playoffs. is set at 8.5, the exact same as the Houston Texans. Wow, I so, didn't know that. So Vegas right now is saying the odds are the Bengals miss right. the playoffs. So, of course... They, they desperately need this game, as they desperately need the majority of the games left on their schedule. Now, as far it's as... it's a tough schedule. The, it's a, it's, well, it's the toughest schedule in the NFL, which is, I think, why the it's, odds are where they are. So they also now, as far as the Niners and excuses if Brock Purdy doesn't play, Traverius Ward, their best corner, said, we'll have none of that because I expect us to win. Same as I do with Brock, Darnold's vet. Played six years, came in the NFL with me. I expect him to come in and sling that bleep. Ain't no drop off. We're good. Now listen, I'm not going to read too much into quotes. What do you I'm want not... him to say? Thank you. That's wow. the most. Ridiculous. I mean, you're really the most you're honest things I've ever heard what, on this desk. What do you mean? What do you want him to say? What, what do you mean? Was we're he supposed cooked. to say, look, probably y'all done, have dude. seen Sam Darnold bust. Yeah, we're screwed. I mean, we're in trouble. Like, yeah, we're, is that what you want him to say? Yeah. No, I don't want him to say any of don't that. Don't bet on this game. I'll tell you that. Don't bet on us to This lose. could not have worked. You guys, we didn't talk about this before the show, but I could not believe you both stepped into that bear trap the way you did. So, wait, you're saying that all of a sudden – People on the Niners might speak glowingly about Sam Darnold and not necessarily believe it. Because Steve I Young. thought yesterday I Steve. the Steve Young commentary <laughs> was, was did gospel. Did he say he's Steve Young? No. Did he say? Guys, no, but there's, there's a difference. Un- there's, there's, a big, there's a big difference in me coming on here and saying, saying there ain't no you know what? Wimby looks good. Yeah. He really can play. I like the jump he shot. He looks like Steve Young. Right. It, it, there, there's a difference between like that and me saying he looks like he's going to be <laughs> Tim Duncan. Okay. I mean, come on. You're okay. throwing out right. names. Uh, okay. The, but with all that said, Wilds, Brew and I both say Cincinnati. I, I don't want to say it's a must win because they're an underdog. So I almost feel like um, that's unfair. Like they're expected to lose. And so, but I do know given the schedule they have. They need to win. And, 
they're in really rough shape. And we need to see if Joe Burrow is going to be good ever this year. That's the other thing. If he's not good after a bye, when is he going to be good? That's my point. That's exactly my point is if he doesn't play well this week, there is no reason to think, oh, Joe is going to get back to himself. If he doesn't have to be great. I wouldn't go that far because he's still facing a great team. No, I understand, but I I don't even necessarily mean what the numbers are. I mean, if we're watching him, because the dinks and dunks are not going to work against Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. Right. The the little short pass yards after catch will not work against two Two games ago, he played well. Yep. Last week he or last game he moved well. He didn't necessarily but, throw it great, yep. but I want to see how Joe I think looks. Be I, I, I know he's, he, he's feeling. 100%. I think San Francisco upset alert coming up in 14 minutes. Stay tuned. Mm. Can Cowboys make a statement this Sunday? Coming up. Oh, coming that's up. outrageous. He got it right. You got the butte to get a grand slam. You know what? Bro, let him have his grand slam. Yeah, he's crushing. Is it my fault that I'm way out ahead? Let him have his teamwork. Back. It's teamwork. <laughs> what am I batting? 429. Yeah, that's right, bro. Rams head into Dallas to face a rested Cowboys team coming off their bye. In an NFL version of an MC Escher poster, Dak was asked about Micah being criticized for his take that the media wasn't criticizing other teams enough. It's full circle. Take a listen. <laughs> I've been on this organization eight years, going on in, in my eighth year, that whether you about it or not, it's not going to stop. Uh, that, that's, that's just how it goes. And to me, uh, it's fun. It's fun because when things go our way and when we win this thing, it's going to make it all that much sweeter. And say what you want, we get to go out there and we get to do it. So. Uh, he can talk all he wants. It's it's Michael. <laughs> is this thing the Super Bowl or the Rams game? I think. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing Super Bowl. See, I don't. Really? I don't. I think. Yes. It's the, I think it's the Rams. Game. No, because we're I, not going to stop talking after well, they beat the I, okay, Rams. That's fine. The, the the you're right, but I think Dak was talking about this game. To answer the question, expect the Cowboys statement game. I do. So, do you remember last year we had Stink on mm-hmm. early in the year? And he was like, Rams are broken, got no shot. And we were like, really? And he's like, yep, can't block, they got no shot. And he was dead on correct. The first two games of the year, it was like, oh, maybe they fixed their biggest issue. Stafford was sacked once. They didn't win both of them, but they they moved the ball. In the five games since, he's been sacked 17 times. And it looks a lot, not quite as bad as last year, but the offensive line is not great. And the cow- if the Cowboys are even a- tangentially related to the team I thought they could be, they win this game based on their defensive line alone. That Micah and friends get after Matt Stafford yep. and that the Rams offense is dead on arrival. So I, the, that is what I think is going to happen. There are certain games where it just feels like the trenches matchup is too disparate. I think that is one of these games. And I do expect the Cowboys defense coming off a bye to be in, as healthy as it's been all year to get after Matt Stafford and make that Rams offense not be able to go. I buy that. A statement game would be nice. Because all we're getting right now are statements. <laughs> we get statement comments, right? That's what a statement I mean, and Dak yeah. right there, uh, this thing. They he has to mean the Super if Bowl. they don't talk to the He media, has to mean bro. the Super Bowl. Okay. All right? Jerry Jones, Micah. We get a bunch of statements. Mm-hmm. How about a statement game? And don't give me the Patriots. Sorry. Don't give me the Jets. Don't give me the Giants. Well, the Jets right? are decent now. Uh, they right, weren't decent a week after Aaron Rodgers got hurt. All right? And so – I would like to see them go out and play a big game against the Rams. I do think they'll win, but I think they win by, like, a touchdown. Right around the point points. spread. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't I, think – and that'll be fine. A win is a win in the NFL. And, yeah. But I don't think they're going to go out there and we're going to be, oh, Dallas is back. Well, they I don't know. Because they didn't have that against the Chargers. Correct. I mean, it was a good win, but it wasn't like But the Chargers' offensive line is win. not the, – the, I think. But the defense is, is bad against the pass, and they didn't exploit that. Correct. Um if they were to lose, there's one way, and it's not brain science here. Brain it, science. What's it called? Surgery. <laughs> brain brain surgery. surgery, neuroscience. Rocket I don't know. science. Rocket, you're out here <laughs> talking about MC paintings and then saying brain science. <laughs> brain science not a thing? It's not brain science. <laughs> How the Rams can win this game. Uh-huh. They've got to grab a, uh, an interception from Dak. So when, they, when Dallas wins, Dak is four touchdowns, zero interceptions. If Dallas loses, Dak flips it. Two touchdowns, four interceptions. Here is the glaring problem. 
The Rams don't get interceptions. <laughs> no, they don't turn the They've other got team over. Three interceptions all year. Hurts once, Dobbs once, Burrow once. They've got to just – I don't know what you're supposed to do per se. Like, you know what? Rather than let the Cowboys catch it, you try to catch I, it. That would be my recommendation because it hasn't worked all year. But that's their one way of winning. And, and you got to get something weird to happen. Listen, this would be a terrible loss by Dallas. Terrible. Listen, terrible. the Rams won in Not week one. Bad. No, it would hold be on. bad. Hold on. The Rams won in week one against Seattle and looked awesome. Since then, their only wins are against Arizona and the Colts in overtime, the Puka Nakua game when he scored his first touchdown after kind of coming onto the scene. They have gotten pushed around by multiple opponents. They lost. They got sacked six times by the Bengals when Joe Burrow couldn't move and they mm. kind of gave that game away. I And the Cowboys are in this position where if they win this week, they are playing next week essentially to be in first place in the NFC East. They wouldn't be because they've had the bye, but is give Philly the win yep. this week. They would both have two losses. Dallas have tiebreaker for the time being. And after the Eagles game, it's Giants, Carolina, Washington. So, like, if the Cowboys win this week, they are then positioned to right. be playing for first place and have everything out in front of them. The, Ram, the Niners have already lost twice. Seattle's obviously lost twice. Detroit's lost twice. So, they, this is a... Listen, Brew is the one. He has he has copywritten F game, and it is his thing. You're right. If the Cowboys lose this game, no matter in what fashion, it is an F game, in my opinion. See, you, I don't think the Rams are as bad as I you don't think saying. they're. No, I again, I want to be clear. I don't think they're a terrible team, but I think coming off a bye when you have such a decided advantage, D line, O line, you right. just can't okay. lose the game. That's all I'm and, saying. And they should feel they should be really optimistic looking at what happened to San Francisco. It looked yes. like okay, they're probably going to be a wild card. Now all of a sudden, it's like we could not only win our division, we could right. be we the could, ones. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So they should be optimistic. Get an interception though. Watch motivated. out. Motivated. Get an interception. Watch out. Uh, coming up next, well, it's the hottest segment in all sports television. It's upset alert, and we'll talk a little bit of Chiefs. Upset alert, Jason. <laughs> Welcome back to an electric show. I'm just going to read some facts here. Hubs wrote these. By the numbers, the Broncos have no chance against the Chiefs. Mahomes is 12-0 against the Broncos. He's 16-0 in AFC West road games. He is 25-0 against teams that are more than one game under 500. <laughs> With all that being said, I'm a little nervous. Oh, stop. I'm a little nervous. Nervous? That's why you're not a Chiefs fan. How you're dare just you? How dare you? No, you're you not. You were nervous, what, a the, week ago, was it? Yeah, the Chargers always play us close, and the Chargers have talent. The Broncos have not beaten us since o President Obama was living at 1,600 pin, guys. Give me a break. And those stats you gave off there? Yeah. So I just want to – this will, I think, tug on some of Bruce's heartstrings. Those are unbelievable numbers. Yeah, yes. great. So the 12-0 and 0 against one team. Second place is Roger Staubach against the Giants. Mahomes is in first. The 16-0 in, in a division. Second place is Joe Montana against the NFC West. The 25-0 against Good. teams more than a game under 500, which means he's never lost to an established bad team. He's lost to a team that early in the, in the season. Yeah, early right, in the right. season. Second best is Brady, who won 88% of his games like that. Mahomes at 100. The, so, listen, no. The Broncos have no chance. And the Chiefs are going to look as vanilla offensively as one can imagine. And there is, if you guys don't, Why? because teams have access to film and because Andy Reid knows they can't lose to this after team. The, after their last Broncos game, where you guys went one for, excuse me, we went one for five in the red zone, <laughs> and Harrison Butker was responsible for most yes. of the points. In the press yes. conference, he's like, this wasn't good enough. We, yes. we need who, to be who better. Who said it wasn't good enough? Andy Reid. Yes, of course, because he wants them to be able to score with the bad plays. But he's saving the good plays for when the season starts in Germany. I'm a little worried. If you don't I'm just think, saying I'm a little worried. Okay, a little you're worried. out of your mind. You're out of your you, mind. They are 0% to lose this okay, game. Bro. Records are made to be broken. Yeah. At, oh, at some thanks. point. Denver's going to win. Now, let me say this about those numbers you threw out. Those are not irrelevant. That is all goat fodder for when it, when it gets yeah. to be a discussion the, with him and Tom Brady. That is all fodder yeah. for his case. Can I give you the, my favorite Mahomes stat that no one talks about? It's two games his whole career is lost by more than one score. That's a good stat. Two games his whole career. He started his game with 50 straight, then yeah. lost two in three weeks, yeah. and now he's on 34 <clears> straight. Won the Super Bowl or? What? 
Those yeah, ones. one was the Super Bowl, Wilds. <laughs> one was the Super Bowl. Two. Oh, go ahead. Two. What? Tom Brady. Okay. Let's That's see, let's, like let's I chill said. out on the goat like, stuff. See, there we go. Here's my there, favorite there stat. Tom Brady. Roll us. There we go. See? I just, I just bait the hook for anybody that's everyone like, I think knows might actually be a Chiefs fan. And everyone knows I'm a Patriots guy. Not sound with like the, a Chiefs. Yeah, I'm both. You can't I'm be good. both. Oh, you can't have you two kids choose. and love them equally. You can't have two wives. Not two kids. But go ahead, Bruce. Look, Sorry. Nick, I'm with you. I think Kansas City's gonna win. Strange things happen sometimes. Yeah. Like, look. They gave you – it was a one-score game Stop it. midway through the fourth quarter. Stop Am it. I lying? You're not you lying. Can, you can – They never you had can the ball it. with a chance You to can take come the lead. up with different you know, reasons and rationale. If, it was a one-score game with about two minutes left. But if you never have the ball with a chance to take the lead in the second half, it's not – you understand what I mean by that? I'm, yeah, that, that but is I'm a just saying it wasn't – and then and, last year, of course – Lost by six. Okay. Lost by yeah, three. Lost, yes, and we could go back every year, and it's you know what you're going to say. So, I don't know the numbers. It'll be lost, 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 lost for the Broncos. Close the, games. The, here is the only the only actual not. Denver's the, also playing for its season. No, the season's over. But they don't know that. They, I mean, they I, do know that. They, they, they're having Russ a fire sale. And they're doing Russ everything. Russ doesn't but know that. Russ does know it. Everyone so is talking about them. Well, so here's the the most interesting part. The only actual intrigue of this game. Is this Russell Wilson's last start as a Bronco? And I am not saying, Brew, he has played this year to a level where he deserves to be benched. What I am saying is he has almost $40 million that is not guaranteed, Mm -hmm. that becomes guaranteed if he gets hurt. And if Sean Payton has already made the decision that next year he is not going to be my quarterback, if they lose this game and they're done – it makes no sense for them to play. Who's going to be their? I would think the guy ownership. he gave their, their their seventh highest paid offensive player, Jared Stidham. So then Stidham starts. No, they're next no, year. not next They'll draft. Year. No, I'm talking about for the rest of this year. They'll, they'd be drafted. I would think. No, I, I I don't know this. I would think ownership would be like, no, play Russell Wilson. Ownership gave Sean Payton all the power. I get when they that, gave him all but the they money. still. Well, look, Sean's making a lot of money for a coach, and Russ making a lot of money for a player. I mean, really, if you talk about them cutting Russ. I'm not saying they're getting rid of Sean Payton, but if they cut Russ or if they got rid of Sean Payton, it'd be about the same amount of money, you know, that they'd be on the hook for. So the money, who knows how that'll they'll view that. But I'm just saying, Russ, the chance I get he's 34 years old, soon to be 35, I believe, next month. But he's only missed like five games in his entire career. You don't think he's been durable? I don't think if I'm paying a guy that much, I'm going to have him out there playing. Uh, but if they, I'm just telling you, if he, if they have decided. He's not going to be our quarterback next year. It is such a massive risk to let almost another $40 million become guaranteed because he can't pass his physical. And I just – they have a bye after this week. Yeah. I just think it is – do you not think it's on the board that this is his last start as a Bronco? I don't think it's on the board, personally. Maybe. I think it's on the board. Strong maybe. Uh, well, it's time now for the segment that is so hot, my grandmother rubs it on her aching joints and says, ooh, that hits the spot. <laughs> Uh, it's upset alert. Brew, as a team, we went three for three with Greg Jennings, who is not here. But as a team, we went three for three, so everybody wins. You are still hot on upset alert. I don't get as week? excited about the little wins. I mean, I'm winning a lot. I know. Days. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for the second I got a big one, though. not rooting for you. I got a big one. I got a big one. I think Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Go into the bay. Go in this. You see it. All right, it's not up there yet, but here it is. Who they will own the bay. I think they go into San Francisco with the Niners desperate for a win, and they come out victorious. We talked about it. They are the more desperate team. Joe Burrow's feeling is better, best than he ha- as he has all season. And you mentioned it. Kirk Cousins almost threw for 400 yards against him without his number one receiver. Cincinnati got, coming off the bye week with all that talent, all those receivers, and obviously Joe Burrow. I think they they know too, Nick. With their upcoming schedule, they cannot give away any. This is not a giveaway, but they need to win as many games as they can, especially ones where the starting quarterback may be out. So, and I think look. I don't think Darnold will be horrible, but even back at USC, when he played well enough to be the third pick in the draft, 
he would throw the reckless no. interceptions. Yeah, yes. You know, decision making. Yeah. And he might play well, but one or two bad decisions hey, cost him. Yeah. So I, I think Cincinnati. Can I ask a question on behalf of our favorite podcaster? If the Niners lose and it's their third straight loss, are you going to have some smoke for them? Are you going to bring that same energy? Are you going to continue holding them to a different standard? I'm just curious. Three straight losses. Are they going to do it? When's yeah. the last time their owner? Oh my God! Went on the radio and should. predicted. I don't know. Going One of their the old Bowl. owners, I think, got Rico charges thirty years ago. They, they, they got different <laughs> things going on. Now, they'll get a little heat, but look, they're missing their starting quarterback. If Dallas loses they and Dak's out, I'm yeah. not. I mean, I'm going to okay. take it easy a little bit. Ooh, hot. Oh my gosh. Ooh. It's time Ooh, now. You got some? Yeah. Do I? Okay. Of right. course. Why do you think they call me a Puxatani Phil of football? Because I live in a log and I'm covered with fur? It's just a coincidence. It's because I can see the future. Like last week when I predicted Patriots over Bills straight up. And guess what? Ooh, I'm going back to the well. Patriots over Dolphins. Oh, no. Wow. What? Just, just hear me out. Wow. It, this is not – I usually do not like picking the Patriots because I like to have kind of two bites at the apple. If the Patriots win, I want to just be happy individually. I don't want the segment and my reputation – to be on the line. But here's why. Number one, and you mocked this graphic when we put it up in the preview. This is so sad. No, it's not. It's a sad I'll graphic. I'll point you to one column. It's sad. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Record. Two and one against the AFCs. <laughs> we're spo- we're 0 and 4 against everybody else. Including several blowouts. It's just that the good side is what? supposed to be like eye popping. Oh, Pass rating 98.8. It's 70 percent completion. 70% completion? Four to one TD. Thank you, bro. I appreciate I all of that. Four I think that's a good graphic. Three games wild. is not great. That's it's a good the graphic. wins. We do what we need to. Have. We do what we need to. Uh, the other thing is who the one loss come to. Was it Miami, the team you're playing this week? Yes, but it was close. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. It was I'm beating taking, the Jets. I'm, I'm we the was, Bills. Sorry. We lost to Miami. Go ahead. Sorry. One of the reasons we lost to Miami, and granted, again, this is a little air. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill scampered on a, a little kind of flare route, caught a touchdown. He got a touchdown, but overall, it's not the explosive Tyreek Hill running wild uh, all over the field. Belichick likes to bottle him up, so he's not going to necessarily kill us, although he did score a touchdown. And here's the final reason. It's the soft reason. This is the reason that really matters. This touchdown right here, which led to dueling gritties between Mac Jones and Mike Gasell. <laughs> These gritties were so embarrassing. <laughs> the president of club enthusiasm, Grunk, Rob Gronkowski, was like, you know what? Too much. <laughs> that be, and Gronk said this. He said, act like you've been there before, which would make well, they sense. they haven't. Exactly. They've never been there before. <laughs> Mac Jones has never had a game-winning drive. Gusecki's never had a game-winning touchdown for the Patriots. But I think that had a little bit of belief sure. that the Patriots think they can win. They can go to Miami, which, don't get me wrong, we lost eight of our last ten games yeah. in Miami. That being said, I think we're due. I think people start to believe in Belichick. Mac I, Jones believes in himself. You know, I thought you were going to go wow, I give you credit. Cardinals over Ravens to take a big swing based on the hot team has lost every week, Corollary. No, I don't necessarily and, buy that. Okay, well, it's... Sounds somebody. like somebody else does. Before we get to Nick's picks... Quick bonus upset alert. Oh. What? Steelers over Jacksonville. Don't talk oh. trash about the terrible oh. towel. Okay. All right. That's, well, a, little, that's a little insurance right. policy. Hey, you're Put that on the uh, Nick's mm. picks time. Nick's picks. You're supposed to do an intro. You forgot. Well, I so here's the deal. Free pick. Brew mocked me. He's like, you know, oh, Nick's picks I believe in you. He I believe play. in you. Everybody knows. <laughs> That the season doesn't wow. start till pick 21. First Best. 20, that's the pick preseason. I actually All gave us you an extra pick know it. So how have we done since the – oh, my God, Crush we are it. red hot. We haven't lost a pick in days, <laughs> including the one I gave out last night, plus nine and a half. Never a doubt thanks to Baker Mayfield's grit and toughness. So let's have a 3-0 and weekend. Let's you know go. how we're All starting? Right. But anti-Kevin Wilds pick – Jags minus two and a oh, half. Oh, no. How about this? Oh, This wow. is the last chance you have to bet the Jags for the market catches up and recognizes this team's awesome. This has 20 to 17 win written all over it. Do you realize that the Jacksonville Jaguars have won eight consecutive games outside of Jacksonville? They're going to be six and two going into the bye I with only two games left against teams above 500. I like the Steelers. I don't love the Steelers. This is a three-point <laughs> Jags win. Lay the two and a half. Next. Falcons, minus two and a half. So listen, kids, have you seen Malik Willis play quarterback? 
I know you have, and I know you're like, he's not a quarterback. Well, riddle me this. So why was he starting last week? The answer is because the Titans have seen Will Levis play quarterback, and yeah. they're like, somehow Malik's better than him. Well, guess who's playing quarterback for them this week? Both of them. And the Falcons' defense has been excellent. The Titans, meanwhile, all their good players are like, am I getting traded? Don't want to get hurt. Maybe I'll be able to get up out of here if I don't get hurt. So they're, they're going to be at half speed. The Falcons have one of the most underrated defenses in the league. And B. John Robinson's stomach doesn't hurt this week. He's going to be able to play Falcons minus two and a half. And lastly, after disrespecting Tyson Bajant last week, I'll take him this week. Wow. Plus eight and a half. Wow. Based on this very well, there's there's one fact here, which is believe it or not, the Bears over the last four games are the second highest scoring team in football, 28 points per game. But more importantly, is this: Brandon Staley and the Chargers do not deserve to be more than one score favorites over anyone. Their eight and a half point favorites is an island night game. Those have been low scoring, close games. We'll take the Bears plus eight and a half. Okay. That's how you get to three and zero. Oh. Lay two and a half with the Prince. Fade the Levis-Willis quarterback combo and grab the eight and a half with Chicago. I, we already gave you Thursday Night Football. I absolutely hate that Jacksonville in Pittsburgh pick. That's you fine. were talking about Mike Tomlin as a home underdog. Yeah, I understand. And He's you love of, him. I, I do love him. Not against the Prince. <laughs> Somebody's going to be very... Welcome back to an electric show. Dame's debut did not disappoint. 39 points, including the final 11 in the fourth to send the Sixers home. In a pregame interview, Giannis talked about welcoming Dame and also called the Bucks his team. We're leaving this up for interpretation on what he exactly meant. Take a listen. I'm about sacrifice. I'm about putting the work his day, you know, and I believe in him. Basically, I might be here, but this is his team. You know, it doesn't matter what people say. Giannis, this is his team. Like, he got to lead this because at the end of the day, like, for him to feel successful, he got to feel very comfortable. Okay. Brew, your reaction to the comment and Dame's debut. Well, it's Giannis's team. There's no doubt about it. He's arguably the best player in the league. I think Jokic is. I think Giannis is number two. But this is Giannis being, I mean, welcoming a great teammate. Dame said Giannis is the better player. Yeah. Now, just because you're not the closer, okay, he, Giannis is not the closer. Magic, at a certain point, the Showtime Lakers became Magic Johnson's team. Mm-hmm. But Kareem remained the closer. There are those that will tell you with the Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron and Kyrie. Obviously, LeBron was better than it was his team, but Kyrie was the closer. So, that does – I'm assuming that's what Giannis is kind of doing in addition to welcoming a new teammate. But Dame does give them just what they needed. Last year, we watched them against Miami. They didn't have a guy to go to – other that was better than Chris Middleton. With all due respect to him, he's a good multiple-time All-Star, mm-hmm. but he's not a historically great player like Damian Lillard. Neither is Drew Holiday, for that matter. And now they've got Dame to go to, and Dame's got that dog in him. Miami has historically beaten up oh. on Milwaukee and- in part because Milwaukee, as great as Giannis and they have been, doesn't have a ton of dog in them. Now they do with Dame. So he's just what they need. If I can zero in on last night just for a second. Uh, Dame Dame also has, you know, some parts of his game that are pretty unguardable. It's like, oh, he's either going to make it or he's going to miss it. But he's going to get the shot he wants. You know, and they didn't – Dame – I mean, Dame obviously couldn't have had a better debut than he had last night. And it was kind of perfect that Philly kept it closer than maybe people expected. Now, I do think – I'm not shocked that Dame was awesome. I, uh, 39's more than I expected and 17 free throws. Crazy stat I read on Twitter this morning. That 17 free throws is more than Drew Holiday ever shot in back-to-back games combined. Huh. So, like, his ability He's to get to the, the line late in the game. Exactly. Any stretch. I, to, my takeaway from last night was actually more about Philly. Now, I understand Kelly Oubre is not going to have the night he had every night of the year. But that, but he's a 15-point. Exactly. 15 and last night, I mean, last night was crazy yeah. efficient, scored like 27. But if I'm F- Daryl Morey, I am even more dead set at this point that I am not trading James Harden unless and until I get something that will help me this year. does not mean a superstar. That ship has sailed. But legitimate rotational pieces, because if you can play Milwaukee 
to a standstill, essentially, again, when Dame plays like that, yeah. you, your window is not yet slammed shut. And I don't think they're as good as Boston or Milwaukee, obviously, but I am not just like punting on the Harden thing as an asset. So I think that no, I could agree. drag out longer, especially because a lot of players aren't eligible to be traded till mid-December. And so, I, to me, Philly, I mean, if they call the travel correctly on Giannis, like, Philly maybe wins that game. That was, so I, I thought he lost it. The, well, we're, okay, but it was at least up in the air. Like, sure. Go ahead. I wanted to get you. No, I, I, thought the, I thought the free throws are easy and kind of boring to talk about. But when Dane went to the line and hit those free throws, Philly comes down and hits kind of a desperation three at the buzzer. So it was actually a four-point. It yeah. felt like it was going to be a four-point win. If, if that's Giannis, Giannis misses that. Yes, so, yes. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I felt just vibes wise. I disagree with you, and I don't have any statistics for this. I. I just Embiid does not look like he wears his emotions on his sleeve when Embiid is fired up, and then a lot of times it's home games, like the one time he blocked Giannis, but it just felt like solemn. He did right, and it felt like the vibes of the Harden thing affected him. Sure, but that's but that we'll see how the further away you get from him showing up at the airport and being denied entry to the plane, like you know, I mean, maybe (laughs) such an. I mean, it's what happened. Sorry, uh, sir, we don't have Harden. No, I'm here. Here's my jersey. It says Harden on it. I belong on the plane. Don't. You're not on the list. Uh, Medals time. Not making the cut. Giannis. It's my favorite play where he's triple teamed and still dunks the ball. 23 and 13, Bucks win. Yeah, he just missed the cut. Bronze medal, second bronze of the year. LeBron, 21, 8, 9, 10 in the fourth quarter. Seven straight points to seal the win. LeBron gets the bronze. Silver medal, Anthony Davis, 13 in the fourth quarter, 30 and 12. Anthony, I tell you, you did a great job, but you're not listening. You don't give a bleep what I say. Gold medal, Dame. 39 points, 8 rebounds. Brew, can you imagine how embarrassed you'd be if you bet the under for Dane's points like someone we know? All right, there is the medal stand. I thought going to be a little nervous. There, he admitted to being a little. There is the medal stand from a two-game night in the NBA. No KD. Time now to lift the ban on oh. puns and marvel at Brew's headline-writing muscles toned and sharpened while spilling ink for the finest publications in all the land. It's Monday morning. Headlines for your opening act. Here's Nick Wright. All right, I'll be very quick here. Is this mic uh, still on? What? Carson's wonders where critics are after a win. <laughs> doing ones. Oh, you told me we like were doing this. Puns. I like is that. Mike, uh, is this Mike, Micah? Uh, I knew Brew would like, like a, it. Uh, yeah, is it still on? And guess what? Mike is going to be real mad when they play. When they play great, he's awesome. Then he turns on first things first, and his biggest Micah Parsons critic, that guy right there, is nowhere to be found on Monday. Try <laughs> not to overshadow the star. Oh, sorry. All right, sorry. I just keep mine nice and simple. It rhymes, but it's not a pun. It is. Max back again. Well, I keep on using every this. year, every week. <laughs> well, that's upset the Dolphins. More confetti. We're just changing the, You're last the star time. of the show here. Okay, here we go. Darn, old Sam. <laughs> Niners look pretty bad versus Bengals without Brock. <laughs> Fantastic. That is great. Put it back. That is unbelievable. I got to be honest. Dusty was a big help with this one. My man, man Dusty. Dusty got some good work in right under the wire for the week. Good job, Dusty. He's not that old. Darnold. You know what, Bruce? I understand Darnold. Hey, Wilds. I have an extra. I have a bonus headline. You do? Oh. Oh. That's what I got. No. Two boxes? That's what you I got? I got them the same thing. We know that's oh what you love. My oh, my goodness. Bro. Oh, what? And you I got am, your crumble cookie tie I am, I am in heaven right now. Oh, my God. That's right. My crumble cookie tie Well, happy yeah. birthday, bro. Thank you. You're a wonderful bro. partner. Wonderful you guys guy. can have one. What? One? There's one. like nine. We're going to split one. I'm a, I'll break it in half for you. Right? <laughs> Thank you. Speaking Thank up you next, much. we'll be here on Monday. Enjoy the World Series tonight. We got Coverage a lot of starts at 7. Shoot, I got 13 I got excited. We got enough time for like three more takes. I got excited. Speak. Have a good week.